Hey everybody, you've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm Anya. And this is Josh. We'll be chatting about July 26th through August 1st. It's a couple days before that right now. And we were just chatting about getting crawl. Yeah. We want to get crawl. We hope. We like alligators. So everybody <laughs> be like, yeah, let's get it. I was mentioning it's weird. It's only playing Gloucester. And it's, I haven't looked, so I'm going to say it's the number one movie right now, based on nothing. But I just find that so weird. And it's not, uh, like, that happens, I don't know about a lot, but we've talked about it before, where it's like, oh, yeah. what? oh, this movie must not be playing in Ottawa. Oh, no, it is. It's playing in the middle of, you know, one section of the city. Well, there's rules about distribution, and because the multiplex get first dibs on yeah. things. I think the scientific term, first dibs on things. The major players, as they say. And there's like a earthquake... You know, when you see it, uh, it was 7.5 here. Mm -hmm. So if our neighboring multiplex was playing Midsummer, we wouldn't be able to play Midsummer Mm -hmm. because they don't want to play Midsummer. We get to play Midsummer. So it's kind of this domino effect that goes. Yeah. So you see the stuff that we're playing now or in the near future that you might consider a bit more mainstream. Mm -hmm. Like we did so well with Booksmart. We have Late Night coming up. We have yeah. the new Chucky coming up. I assume Booksmart's coming back just because I it's every time... I don't really think it's coming back, but it's funny like how many times we've had that. I think because we missed some time and then it came back for a fourth week. I think now, because the next two weeks are set in stone, so yeah. it won't come back then. But I think after that, we should bring it back for back to school. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because we played it for two nights and did, what, like 100 and something in 90 for wow. two nights? Yeah. yeah. Six weeks after we had it in the first place. Yeah, piece. exactly. When no one I, I finally saw it too, by the way. Oh, so I good. finally watched it. Yeah, it was really good. Did Emily go? She still hasn't watched it. I'm still t- I thought if I watched it. I was thinking like if two warnings, well, warnings sound bad, but yeah. if two recommendations on the podcast don't count, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to have to watch it now. Yeah. And then if I like it, I can be like, come on, really, sweetie? So that's pretty much what happened. I watched it by myself. And even then... Like, this is the the mark of a good comedy for me, is, like, I laughed. I had three LOL moments on my own, like, just watching it by myself. Yeah. And that is the mark of a good comedy. There were a lot of other funny parts, but to actually, like, gut bust me with no help. The opening scene of that movie where the two ladies are meeting up for the first time that we see them meet. Yeah. And one's leaving her house and the other one's in her car, and they just start being dummies yeah I was laughing (laughs) so hard and I knew I was going to instantly fall in love with these two ladies and this movie and it just didn't stop Mm -hmm. and the depth of the characters and the goofiness of it Mm -hmm. meshed with how it had this really it sounds hokey to say but this really great message and I don't think it's a spoiler to say no real villains. Right, that's what I was going to tell you. You made a good point. Well, and I, really I was watching like that. that there are no jerks in yeah. the movie. Like, there are jerky moments, perhaps, but there are no jerks all out and out, you know? Like, I was really surprised. I can't really think of the last movie in that kind of teen comedy, whatever, that's like that. There's yeah. always at least one a-hole or, you know, B-word. Who gets pied in the face at the end. Yeah, yeah. And it's, that's great. Yeah. But it's just, it was so shocking. Like, even as you're seeing the, what maybe could be the jock guy or whatever you might think could be a villain... They're really not. Like, they're yeah. just themselves, are, who they are. Whatever. Like, Anya's seen it, like, six times. Yeah, I really love the movie. The only thing that I did have an issue with is, like, it's a great movie with two female leads. It's directed by a woman, written by a woman. But the issue is that there's this double standard where, spoiler alert, skip a few seconds, when the teacher sleeps with the student, the yeah. female teacher sleeps with the male student. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. Had Ooh. that been reversed people would have been upset. I was upset by that because I was like, 
We shouldn't be normalizing that. I What's guess. her name from Daily Show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I, I did I like mean, that bit where she joked about going to the party, and had they left it at that, you know, that's still a great moment. Well, but like, if she had gone to the party to supervise, to make sure these two goofs that are obviously just book smart, yeah. make sure that they were okay <laughs> yeah, at this yeah. party and supervise, that would have been okay. The fact that she went and... <laughs> or just don't sleep with a student. That would still be okay, but yeah, to go yeah, that far. No, yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, I was there, and that was the only thing that upset me. But I absolutely right. enjoyed the movie otherwise. Like, I've yeah. been raving about mm-hmm. it. You but. were, both of you. And, and it's so like, good. it's weird too because, like, that was likely an underage kid as well because even the line, she's like, you're 20, right? And he's like, yeah. And you well, don't. So the implication is maybe he's 19, maybe he's 18. Like, who. Yeah, that was, for me, that was upsetting. But yeah. That was the only thing, really. Like, and interesting because it's all written and directed by women. So they made that decision to leave that. And you can see where it's like, a comedic moment versus the reality of something they must have weighed that decision yeah mm-hmm. I but, hope so yeah it's weird and I don't think you don't really see them like make out or like you don't see you don't them. see it at you all you know what happens right? but like yeah. I don't think you, they actually show it that doesn't make yeah. it better but yeah that's my thing is the double standard like yeah. uh, yeah, that is, uh, we that should is be icky. putting this in a positive light <laughs> but anyway yeah no that's fair because had it been a male teacher the male uber driver yeah exactly hooking up with one of the girls oh god yeah which as we know would never have happened based on their <laughs> yeah, the but, great moment but yeah but had that happened I don't know if people would be as okay with that no you know what I was just thinking about that because it came up because I saw the actor plugging some new movie what's his name timothy chalamet oh yeah we love saying that name so i have somehow still not seen this and it was just this chain of events where we played it a ton and i was either working or out of town so i still haven't seen uh what's it call me by your name yeah. <gasps> so i know i missed it i don't know so I, I also a... haven't seen it by the way so i'm we, sorry i'm sorry yeah, <laughs> but i want to see it but so on that topic that movie is about a what like a 35 year old guy and a 16 year old guy Yikes. Is it and that yet it was guy? so lauded and award-winning and yeah. everyone thought it was great because yes it is gay characters on screen which we need more diversity more and more and more so yeah. there's like it's a gay love story and I didn't even think about it until after going like wait a minute how old's Timothy Chalamet supposed to be in that movie yeah and so that's another example of a movie that even more than Booksmart because Booksmart was a side joke right yeah. in with Call Me by Your Name. It's front and center. Like, it's oh, yeah. the movie. Yeah. And was, you know, for us, what we call one of our old people movies, where degraded matinees, yeah. and and I don't know if it's been commented on. Like, I've never heard Army Hammer or Timothy talking about that, about no. like, oh, wait a minute, how old are you supposed to be in this movie? Yeah. yeah, it's weird. I don't know how much of that is a European angle to it, like, just the writer-director being, if that's... Because I, I know there's a little more, like, uh, like sexual openness or whatever you want to yeah. say, like, in, in Europe. And I don't know if that's kind of the part of the story that they're basing that around. Age differences in Europe aren't as, like we are in North right. America because I remember speaking with a Belgian student who said that like oh I was speaking with my professor and it would have been inappropriate for us to go for a coffee or something because people would assume things and I was like there's like a 15 to 20 year <laughs> age difference and they're yeah. like yeah exactly and I was like Ugh. and she was like that's normal in Europe and I was like you but my issue is like call me by your name that was front and center whereas Booksmart had the potential to be like a 100% good and then I was like oh, why do you have that little you should ask uh, Olivia Wilde on Twitter you should be yeah. like hey I got a question <laughs> that'd be it that's a 
I want to be able to 100% vouch for that movie, but I was like, yeah. Mm, we have that's... a lot of clout now that we've played it for seven weeks, so yeah. maybe we can get into them. <laughs> dear, <laughs> dear Olivia, we're the only cinema in Canada playing <laughs> your movie. Or I can, I can edit <laughs> together a private Anya version that cuts those two bits out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm willing to do that for you. It would have been cute if he was flirting with her and she just like politely shut him down. Yeah. That would have been fine. Or, or if she he drunkenly to... kisses her once and she's like, whoa, no way. Something and because like she was a big hero character. Like, our two heroes looked up to her. Yeah, and she... So she... Yeah. So it's hard to... Even, like, you can't cut her out of the movie because there's that couple scenes where she's, you know, saving the day yeah. or being the role model. Or providing clothes. Providing clothes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that is weird. I hadn't really like at the time. Yeah, that occurred to me, but after the fact, you know, when the movie's over, you just you're, you're not, not really. Yeah, it. and then I was like, but now that you bring it up, I'm like, huh? And that that seems like a thing that like my wife would be like, what the hell? Yeah, because <laughs> had the roles been reversed. Yeah. Ew. Yeah, no, that's especially in 2019. <laughs> but, you know, like yeah, yeah. If oh shoot, what's his name? I really like that actor. But if the dopey car driver guy, Jason Sudeikis, Jason Sudeikis, who I really like. If he had, yeah, if he had made a pass at one of the girls, it which would have been wouldn't like, have been that out of character, even like there's not that they set it up for that, but yeah. like considering how oddball it was at that point, yeah, and then yeah. when he has like the lights all lit up and everything, like it wouldn't have shocked me yeah. if he was no, but they, yeah, they just left him as the yeah. Which was great. Like, that was perfect. Yeah, that is weird. You know, the more I think about it, the more upsetting that is. Great. Now I don't like book smart anymore. <laughs> I still love the movie, except that was a little, like... It's like, oh. I joke about this, I might have mentioned this before, is like, you don't realize when you're when you're on the inside, and how is it, you know, like, I'm middle-aged, white, straight, Canadian, you know, so it's like, I'm, you know, everything's Beach. fine here. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's my biggest thing. I got beat up for being a geek. That's, that's my biggest qualm in <laughs> life, you know. But when I was a kid, my like, I have this up on my wall. There, there's this artist I love named Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. And starting in the late 70s, up until present day, he draws a lot of the DC comic stuff that you would see on lunch boxes or birthday party hats or action figure boxes. And he's also a comic artist. And I have this retro tin sign that he did of the Justice League. Of, and it's like the late 70s, early 80s Justice League. So it's it's Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Green Arrow, Hawkman, Hawkgirl, etc. It's this big, like, 25-member team. And it was it was really recently I looked at it and I was like, that's a lot of white people. <laughs> and the only cultural diversity on the team is Martian Manhunter, who's a green guy from green Mars. Guy. <laughs> so the closest thing... And you cut to a superhero team now, and it's much better. It's yeah. it's a, a Muslim character and a black character and an Asian character and lots of women, and it's much different now. But as a kid, I didn't look at that and go, that's wrong. Yeah. I looked at it and went, Batman! They didn't even have you a Apache chief. You know? like, he was yeah. super friends, I guess. <laughs> and so you see something like that, and it's like, when you're on the inside, you don't. when you're watching it, enjoying it, reading it, but then someone points it out, and you're like, yeah, it's a lot of white people. <laughs> you know? yeah. And it's the same with... I think it's a ton of movies that are considered classics now and you go back and look at them and you really do the Rodney Dangerfield squirming adjusting your tie yeah. and making that like ee noise because it's just the biggest example is in Breakfast at Tiffany's where the movie's going along and then all of a sudden and it's not long I think it's maybe like 60 seconds but you have her Asian landlord Ooh. And he's got fake teeth in, oh and and like his eyes done up, and he's using oh. this horrible voice. And it just, especially watching it today, it just puts like a grinding, record scratching halt to the movie, and you go, 
Oh, no. And I even felt that way uh, in a recent example with Tusk, with the Johnny Depp's character. And oh, he's yeah. playing, which should offend you on here, because yeah. he plays like a Quebecer, and it's Johnny Depp, so he's got the teeth, and he's just like, die, I was trying to, you know, like, I, it's horrific. And not to the average American, or even maybe the average person, but just, I... I guess as a Canadian, I was a little offended because it's just so low-hanging fruit, stereotype, crap. And it was just hard. And there was a lot of other, like, Canadian low-hanging fruit, you know, dumb lines in that movie. But that, it completely took me... And also the fact that it's Johnny Depp. And you're like, oh, it's Johnny Depp playing yeah. this thing. And it just... It was so weird because that's that's almost like niche at this point where I'm like, yeah. that won't even occur to American viewers to that it's weird or that it's like, oh, yeah, this again. But for me, I'm just like... Yeah, I know a lot of French people. Like, that's not how they are. Like, it's this is just stupid. And I know it's a dumb thing to be upset about. Or it's stuff like, you know, oh, shoot, what was it? In uh, Touch of Evil, where you got Charlton Heston, who's like the whitest white guy in White Town, <laughs> playing, what do they call it? Not blackface, but he's playing like, Mexican yellow, face. Yellow face or you know, like, even, oh so God, he's, he's, I don't play, know. he's playing a Mexican in the movie. Brutal. You see stuff like that, and that would never happen in a million years now. No. Like, uh, like John Wayne and as Genghis Khan. Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like Genghis Khan's one of the worst guys ever. We're yeah. still like, no, you can't do that. Or Scarlett Johansson, I guess, has gotten some blowback for that. Yeah. In, in you know certain roles, which is weird because I really like her, so it's kind of like I know I love uh, her. And if anytime something that happens to someone you love, you go, oh, "Am I still allowed to like them <laughs> like, now? Because I, I love them." Am I know? to defend this person, or I'd rather not? <laughs> yeah. It's not good. And it's, and it's interesting, the, the artist you mentioned, because, like, probably as a, as a Spanish person, it must be very taxing to just draw white characters constant for 30 oh, years Oh, yeah, or I whatever. didn't even think about it. And he's this, he's still around, and he's way younger than I thought. I thought he was, like, 90. But when I was a kid, he was, like, 20. Man. And so he's, I thought he'd be 100 years old. But he's still out there. He's still drawing. He's still doing conventions and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, but I think even on the inside, from what I understand, you didn't think about it. You were just like... Nope. Hired gun. Superman's white. Wonder Woman's white. Yeah. There you go. You know, like, and it was years later. Where, yeah. I mean, it was Jack Kirby who got Black Panther. Jack Kirby did a lot. Like, really wanted more diversity and wanted more women characters. And you look at his stuff, and it's yeah. great. And when there's these crazy stories, like when he designed Black Panther. Initially, Black Panther had more of a Batman mask. Okay. Like the nose and chin showing. Yeah. And the powers that be said, nope, has to have a full mask because. Kids in St. Louis, their parents won't let them buy a comic book with a black man on the front of it. And I was like, oh my god. <laughs> the first name is it's black. black. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> so, so like a little kid going, I'm going to buy a Black Panther comic. They were so concerned about racist parents. <laughs> they said, no, put a full mask on him. And that's why Black Panther is head to toe yeah. covered because of that. And you uh, hear that. And that wasn't in, you know, 1500. That was in 1965 or whatever. It's, you know, the powers that be. And I joked about it because we just screened Be Natural documentary about a woman filmmaker who went through all kinds of stuff and all kinds of things. And there's a scene near the end of the movie where after she has passed away, a a couple of, I guess, journalists or archivists are trying to save her work. And I think it's a recreation, but they're just talking about, they have some quotes from people saying like, oh, well, it's too expensive and we're not going to save her work. And I was like, oh, yeah, finally evidence on film of old white guys ruining things for everybody. <laughs> like, <laughs> So considering all the stuff that has been said, you're like, oh, yeah, we're going to save nude on the moon, but this stuff's yeah, too obscure. No, no, like, what? <laughs> Who makes that call? And I just listened to uh, Gina Davis was on Mark Maron. Oh. And Gina Davis, and it's, it's fascinating where, so she was in 
Thelma and Louise, which, besides her being excellent, all that Hollywood cares about is money. As much as I hate the Transformers movies, I can't be confused or angry about it because they're like, oh, part three made money, we're going to make part four. Oh, part four made money, we're going to make part five. Yeah. But Thelma and Louise made money, and she said at the time, there's all these articles, all these, oh, it's going to change. It's going to be better for women because Hollywood's just going to look and be like, oh, it made money. Yeah. And then right on the heels of that, League of Their Own came out. Two movies she did. Great. Made lots of money. There's a happy ending coming, right? And then she does Cutthroat Island, it's... and they go, oh, Cutthroat Island, people yeah. don't like women. That didn't make money. And she's like, what about the two that made money? They're like, well, oh, no, no, no. Yeah. You know? And it's so, they, you know, shockingly, you can't win. That's what, and, and her husband directed that too, right? Like, yeah. Rennie Harlan, and yeah, like, yeah. that kind of torpedoed his career. I mean, it's... That it, put her in movie jail, yeah. Yeah, like, almost both of them, because it's like, he had done a couple of big hits as well. Yeah. Like, he, he did Cliffhanger, I think, and yeah. some other stuff, and then it, you're just like, whoop, sorry, your $100 million pirate yeah. movies wasn't good, <laughs> so both of you are done. Imagine the frustration of having the stats right there. Everyone loved League of Their Own mm-hmm. and made a lot of money. Oh, this one didn't do so well. Can I have another shot? No. Yeah. <laughs> just like... A completely different movie. Nothing like she had done, but you're just like, no, nope, that's tainted yeah. you. Sorry. Yeah. And really, since then, like she said, I, you don't think about it, but for about 10 years, she went away from... She said there was a point where she didn't make a... She didn't star in a live-action feature film for 10 years. And yeah. in that time, she did a lot of other neat stuff. Yeah. She did television, or she did animation, or she did whatever, or just little supporting roles here and there. But she went from a giant movie star to nope. Yeah. And even the past couple of years, you know, not talking about TV, but I really loved her on Exorcist. Yeah, I thought she was in that. And she's about to show up on Glow. She's still working. Yeah. And she said on Marin that she's not run out of money yet. So she's yeah. able to be <laughs> more good. choosy. And she has a new documentary coming out that I'm sure we're going to keep our eyes out for. So she's doing stuff like that. And she's about to win an Oscar for... Um, Achievement in oh. cinema. I forget what it's called, but she's going to get cool. an Oscar for for Cutthroat Island. Yeah, <laughs> like finally, finally we, being rewarded. Finally, it's yeah. All these years later, it's it was great. But I hope she goes up and says, "Thank you for this. Can I have jobs now again?" Yeah, you know, like. And it's it's funny, like it's it's become full circle now, and TV is not like as we've discussed. It's not this you know pit that you're yeah. relegated to. Like it's it, like TV is acclaimed now. You know. And again, not to mention TV, but here at the Mayfair, I went to see. Pet Cemetery on Monday, Tomorrow Man last night, coming to see Souvenir tonight. So, Man. so see a lot of movies here. Yeah. But Gwen and I last night, just by happenstance, and, and it's it's a good thing to notice, is last night we watched Jessica Jones. Okay. And then we watched the first episodes of Good Girls and Russian Doll. So not planning to, but we watched three TV series with strong female leads. So clearly... TV's doing a good job. Yeah. And TV in big quotes, because I think all those shows are Netflix shows. <laughs> yeah, I think but, so. But, you know. Yeah. Still. Um, but that's good. And we see it in the super mainstream is doing a pretty good job now, because both behind and in front of the camera, Marvel's doing a lot of stuff. Yeah. Disney's doing a lot of stuff. Star Wars is doing a lot of stuff. Pixar's doing a lot of stuff. So that's good. I know that Blumhouse has, has kind of got poked about it recently, because they said... You've produced a hundred movies in the past five years with zero female directors, which is kind of shocking. Yeah, that's surprising. Like, you think they accidentally would have had one. Yeah. That's that's insane. 
How did a woman get in here? You're almost like going out of your way to not do it, but... You just imagine it like an old Little Rascal sketch of a woman with like a, a mustache and a pair of glasses. Yeah. Like, hello, I would like to direct your motion picture now. <laughs> G- I'm a I mean, man. John Davis, not yeah. Gina Davis. Yeah. Yes. But there have been in mainstream, like there was The Hustle with Rebel Wilson and yeah. Anne Hathaway. Mm-hmm. And when I went to see that, it wasn't just girls watching it. There were guys as well. Booksmart, I was also observing the crowd, just curious to see, like, just for, like, unofficial stats for myself. And there were a few times where it was, like, two, like, bros going to watch Booksmart or, like, a father and son going to see Booksmart. Yeah, and I was adorable. like, this is refreshing. And yeah. then we're going to be playing Late Night yep. with Mindy Kellings. So and I bet you going to do really well. Oh, I think so. I'm excited to see what the turnout looks like for that. Well, see, the the, the man, the big fat cat smoking cigars in, a, in an office... Their point of view for decades, which is incorrect, is that girls and women will watch the movies with men in it. Traditionally, like, girls and women will go see James Bond. They'll go see yeah, Indiana Jones. they're attracted to every man. That's their theory. <laughs> yeah. Whereas, they think boys and men will not go see female movies. Yeah. Which is so wrong, because yeah. if you look at whether it be Aliens or more recent, you know, Captain Marvel... They're just incorrect in that. So it's so weird that with all of this paperwork and proof that they're still fighting back against it and being like, no, women don't like movies. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like... No, it's weird. And, well, and, and the forced diversity. Yeah. And, and it's just so funny because when they announced Black Panther, there's that loud, small subsect yeah. of <laughs> white men yeah. who are just like, oh, nobody's going to want to see this, blah, blah, blah. Oh, this is going to be the first bomb. Like, I yeah. literally remember that. And then it was massive. It was like, yeah. maybe their biggest hit at the time. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just so, and the same thing's happening now with the, like, the Shang-Chi movie and just, yep. or like even Captain Marvel where you got, again, this just small uh, amount of people who are just like, oh, yeah, nobody cares about that. And you're just like, well, that's fine for you. Well, it's not fine for you to say, yeah. but you're going to say it anyway. Yeah, and it's just like look at the box office returns, you know. And even look at—they just announced at Comic Con their their next run of films. It's female-driven films, a gay character, Shang Chi, yeah, all this a, stuff. A Canadian actor uh, as well, which is that, great. That my friend wrote for a cop show called Blood and Water. Okay, and it's Canadian heard show. Of that. Shang Chi was on that show. <laughs> We're just I, calling him that. Now. My friend wrote ten or eleven episodes of that show and actually knows him. So I'm like, I know a guy who knows a Marvel superhero. <laughs> you <now."> basically <laughs> know him. Wait, Shang Chi. Yes. Is he the one in Kim's Convenience? Yes. Yes. I don't know his real name. Fun story. <laughs> okay, are you yeah. about to text him because you had your phone in your hand? <laughs> you know him too. <laughs> well. I was watching Kim's Convenience, the Sahil and his little brother, and then just casually watching, and then I was like, hey. I know that guy. And the one character that works at the car rental place, I went to high school with him. I was like, hey, that's Yad. And then they turned to me and they're like, are you okay? And I was like, I, I went to school with him. You we went to school with Shang-Chi? Or no, I think it's his Shang-Chi. buddy, his best his friend. friend. Oh, and then I was like, guess it's okay. But I, I know him. And then yeah. I stopped his Facebook and I was like, holy smokes. He like posted about it. And then it, one of his recent posts is like him hanging out. And he's like, hey, hanging out with my like the next Marvel superstar. And I was like... <laughs> That's really I, We I, all I know change. Yeah. I have an end. Man. So. Yeah, I told my friend, I'm like, if, if he's looking for a place to have a nice Canadian premiere of the film yeah. in a couple years. My friend is a CBC reporter, and they play Kim's Convenience on CBC. Therefore, <laughs> the I know. <laughs> Come on, I need something. You might as well be Kevin Feige. I know, it's true. Okay, we've talked about such groundbreaking political topics here. Yeah. But uh, let's chat briefly about what we're screening from July 26th. Through August 1st. Some heavy hitters. Heavy hitters. Saturday Night Cinema's coming up. Huge. Free for members, members only. 
It's going to be well. I won't spoil it. Do you know what it is? is it no, you? I don't know no, what it is. We don't know what it is. I mean, I hope I hope it's me, but I have no reason to believe that it's me. But yeah. I just always wanted to be me because <laughs> it's fun. But no, I was going to say like I don't want to jump over the fact that you're going to say Midsummer, but yeah. it's leading into cinema. So if if, oh, if you yeah. were planning to see either of those two things, just stay for cinema. Uh, as mentioned, Midsummer, which is the new film from the director of Hereditary, it's weird to say with a movie like Hereditary that you loved it, <laughs> but I loved Hereditary. Yeah, like it was. Oh man, I'm right. happy saying that. I, but it, it's, I mean, it, it has a literal jaw dropping moment in the first half hour. Like, yeah, no spoiler, yeah, but yeah. just literally it's my good. jaw yeah. dropped like they do in the movies. And I was like, wow, yeah. my jaw just dropped. And it's one of those movies where, like, three times during the movie, like, I think it's this kind of movie, and then it becomes that kind of movie, and then yeah. there's a twist that I don't see coming. And, oh, really yeah. good. No, it's, it's definitely a good movie. And I'm thing. trying to avoid too much about Midsummer. Yeah, I know. Because I don't want anything spoiled. Or... Then we have Wild Rose. So we have a, a good female week. We've been had a, all year. A lot of good filmmakers and actors have been really good. Huge. So Wild Rose, which I'm dying to see. I saw the actress sing the song on Colbert, I believe. Okay. And it's basically one of those, it's those movies that the UK is so good at making. Okay. Where it's a blue collar person who is told they should remain a blue collar person forever. Yes. And then... Their friends learn a valuable lesson and oh they God. win. Billy that's, Elliot, Full Monty. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the, the man who goes up a mountain, brassed off. Like, there's that's what they're so good at. And so that's another one of those movies where this woman has amazing voice, wants to become a singer, and that's the story. Yeah. You know. And, and then, then she fails and gets hit by a bus at yeah. the end. <laughs> like, wow. Free trip to Egypt, a documentary about some brave filmmakers who go to a Trump rally wow. and try to convince them that if they go to Egypt and meet different people in them that they'll realize the world's not a scary place. Good lord. Yeah. <laughs> I don't... Wow. They have way more guts than I ever would. And one of the producers, last minute, is going to be here on Friday night to do oh, an introduction to the film. So we can be like, dude, like... You're alive. There must have been so many times where you were like, bud. I see... Even just like, you know, you see Daily Show or something do that, of just like going into the lion's den. Yeah. I'm just... Oh my god. Yeah. So brave. It's but. great. It's even... I'm cringing like from behind a keyboard yeah. when I see stuff <laughs> like that. Two more women films. Mouthpiece, the Ottawa premiere. It's from Cannes and Emmy award-winning director Patricia Rosma. It's based on a play that I think was in Toronto first. And it's going to be interesting to see this adaptation because it's very art house, where I believe it's two actresses playing the same person. Mm. So kind of like the voice you hear in your head or you know your angry self and your happy self. Okay. So I, if I'm getting the trailer right, that's what this is. So it's, it's two women playing... The same woman in every scene and it was a play and now it's a movie so, all right yeah and then we wrap up our women director film fest retro 80s edition with a classic ottawa premiere this movie's never screened in ottawa of suburbia and it's a one of those like early 80s punk rock versus suburbia kind of movies yeah i've never seen it i, I always confuse no. it with the richard linklater one which I can't remember his first movie, which I thought was called Suburbia, but is not, and I could never remember. Every yeah, time we talk about, I know I can't remember. <laughs> Literally, the last three weeks that we've talked about Suburbia, I was like, God, what is that Linklater movie called? And uh, yeah, so it's not that movie. No, but it's it's gonna be just as good. And I also like that you were like, ah, oh, we've got some uh, good uh, female films. And now for our female film fest, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. literally have the festival going. That's how hard we're trying, man. Yeah, we're ahead of the curve. And it's from Penelope Spheris, who mainstream directed Wayne's World, mm -hmm. and then also did a bunch of documentaries. The, the Beverly Hillbillies? The Beverly Hillbillies, yeah, she directed a lot of mainstream <laughs> I think stuff. that was a documentary. But she did a bunch of uh, award-winning punk rock music 
documentaries that the nice. name escapes me right now. So she's got a bunch of indie credits still. Yeah. I always love seeing something that's 30 or 40 years old that has never screened in Ottawa mm-hmm. and is on the big screen. It's just, it's time travel. It's yeah. a little bit of time travel. So We deserve it. We do. <laughs> okay, so let's wrap this up. I'm going to go see The Souvenir, which everyone has walked out of for some reason. Yeah, don't walk out. But I don't think it's a controversial movie, so I don't know what's up with this, but... Yeah, does that bode well for the Cut to me in an hour and I'm walking out. Yeah, yeah. It's like, wow, this was an awkward edit. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm going to see that. You guys are on the job, so you get to go back to work. Yeah, but we'll think about fun other things that we've got coming up. We've got so much coming up. You can check it out at mayfairtheater.ca. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Go visit our friends at House of Targ. Yes. As we record this, it is Half Price Wednesday again. So you can go to Half Price Pro. You wasted your time eating a burrito. When I plan ahead, I never think about it, and then I just remember it every time. This time you're like, it's Wednesday, by the way. And uh, someone might have just walked in, so let's wrap this up. It's possible. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. 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 Go make them pay. Get them on you. Get them. There she goes. Tackle. Meet the kids from suburbia. There's Jack. Wake up and smell the coffee, man. Sheila. Staff's and my scars are ready. Joe. I could be there all your life. And Ethan. I feel kind of scared. You'll love him. Or hate him. Metal rejects running wild in our streets. Book up, Dano. Their music. We're talking about kids. Kids are like yours and mine. Well, I'm damn sure they aren't my kids. Their home. This is the best home any of us ever had. Besides, if we didn't have each other, we wouldn't have anything. And nobody's gonna take it away from them. You molested your own daughter, you scumbag. Osluego shit face. A new movie about a new generation. Suburbia.